foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzloff. In Psalm 139, David prays, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, and know my anxious thoughts, and see if there be any hurtful way in me, and lead me in the everlasting way. Janie, I see this as a, as a humble cry to God who knows all and sees all by a man, David, who knows God is sovereign. Well, I think that this is a perfect psalm that totally gives us not only recognizing his sovereignty, but also recognizing our perplexity mm-hmm. in understanding his sovereignty. Yeah. David doesn't see God as some historical figure or a distant entity. You know, he is a God who knows the deepest depths of his soul. Well, Sharon, we don't know because theologians uh, give us varying times of when Psalms 139 was written. Some think that it could have been written even while he was out in the shepherd's field taking care of his father's flock as he had time to look up to the skies and meditate on the creation. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, he may be into tremendous distress on knowing what to do because one of the ewes was being attacked by an animal that wanted to destroy. And he is stressed, and yet he is grounded in the fact that he knows that his God that he is worshiping is cementing what he is going to need for the rest of his life. So if this psalm was written not in the shepherd's field, but as the king, he can still reflect back on the grounding that he got in the shepherd's field Because, Sharon, we can always come apart and be quiet to prepare us for the next challenge. Right. And this is what he keeps telling us because he starts off saying, you understand my thoughts afar off. Don't you wish we understood our our (laughs) thoughts that well? And you are acquainted with all my ways. I wish I could be acquainted with all my ways, but something new keeps erupting that takes me back to my dependence upon him. And if I am more occupied in trying to fix it, solve it, and understand it. Why do I act this way? Why do I keep falling in that pit? Why do I keep doing that? I know better. I've done that a thousand times, and and yet here I go again. Again, Mm -hmm. right. So then he he finally comes down in Psalms 139.14, and he says, but you know what? You knew me before you ever had me formed Mm -hmm. here on earth, and I am fearfully, wonderfully made. So I can't focus on where I have messed up. I have to focus on how you want to move me forward no matter what the world throws at me. Whether it's a peril, whether it's a physical distress, whether it's an emotional upset, you know, and stop and think 
I, I meditated the other day just on David in the shepherd's field. My, Sharon, he was alone 24 sevens. It's one thing to hear the bleeding of the sheep and hear the comforting sounds or the danger sounds coming from them. But he did not have another human voice to interact with. And that is a unique case of loneliness. Yeah. And then that helps prepare us, though, for if we lose a spouse, if we are abandoned by our own family or our loved ones, if our church family thinks we're crazy in some aspect and kind of shies away from us, learning how to live with loneliness without being lonely. That is a perplexing statement, Janie, and I think that that's something that we all will have to deal with at some point. And repeatedly. It's not like it's a Because you can be surrounded by, by people and still be lonely. Or alone. And and knowing that what you have in your heart that you so desire to share will not be accepted. And for you to say something and then have some person politely excuse themselves adds insult to injury on your loneliness. Mm -hmm. So then you learn sometimes not to speak when maybe the Lord is asking you to speak and trust Him with the results in your loneliness. I find that loneliness is one of the greatest emotional aspects that can bring on anger because you get so... Depression. And depression, right? And so we see in here in Psalms 139, as he talks about, hey, Lord, but I know you've formed me, and how precious are your thoughts to me, O God? How great is the sum of them? If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Now, he is just relishing in the comfort and the tranquility of what he's talking about. And then, you know what he does in the very next sentence? Oh, that you would slay the wicked. Depart from me, you bloodthirsty men, for they speak against you wickedly. Your enemies take your name in vain. Do I not hate them, O Lord? who hate you. I mean, he's on a temper tantrum raid for the honor of the glory of God. And then he kind of slows down a little bit and says, oh, but Lord, maybe you need to search me and know my heart, which he already does, but try me and know my anxieties. Well, since he already knows and understands our anxieties, He's basically saying, let me know some situations to where I can know my anxieties that maybe I don't want to recognize and then see if there is any wicked. And that wicked is a strong word. Some translations, Sharon, say, see if there's any natural ways in me. Mm. And that natural way of thinking is our emotions and beliefs and attitudes and behaviors that rob us of seeing our need for a cleansing, right? Right. And then there is hope, but lead me in the everlasting way because you are the everlasting God, the everlasting love. And then he moves over to the next verse, which is a new chapter. And what's he doing again? 
Deliver me, O Lord, from evil men. Preserve me from violent men who plant evil things in their hearts. They continually gather together for war. They sharpen their tongues like a serpent. The poison of the asp is under their lips. Keep me, O Lord, from their hands of the wicked. Can you see the emotional, mental, soul, and spirit conflict that he has in knowing who he is, his purpose for being here? So, so what, he sees the wickedness and wants to avoid being like them. Yes. And and they are in his face. And and I relate that to today, whether we're looking at government, whether we're looking at media, they're in our face with what they are determined that who they are is going to be who we are. Mm-hmm. And David had some enemies that was causing him to even, in one incident, he pleaded insanity. He probably wasn't looking at the Lord Jesus Christ, God Almighty, as sufficiency. He was working after his own understanding to preserve his life. And I find we can so often fall into that trap of just, how do I survive today? And a lot of times, I'm trying to plan and survive for next week. But you know what? I don't really know what's going to happen next week. I have this moment. You have this moment to be rejoicing in what he says. Trust in me. Come to me. Give me everything that causes you anxiety. Because I am your all in all. The garbage that we can accumulate in our life... Uh, we don't have to keep it as the dominance in our life that can cause us to kind of smell. The Lord says, be a sweet fragrance. That's what he says he is to us. So Sharon, he says in Ephesians 1, Blessed be God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So we have all spiritual blessings, and a spiritual blessing is something that we have here when we are in Christ. And he says he's given us all, all spiritual blessings. So that when we're perplexed and we're wanting to plan ahead or be fearful for the moment, He says, no, you're in me, and you already have every spiritual blessing to handle this situation for this moment. And then he also lets us know that heavenly places can also be where all spirits are. God is a spirit. He's in heavenly places. We're in Jesus Christ. We're in heavenly places. So we recognize that we do have a battle even though we have the security of having everything that we need so that we don't have to live with garbage that pollutes us. Well, I'm going to close this today with 2 Corinthians 2.14. It says, But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him so if we're carrying our garbage it's hard for people to smell the great fragrance of our lord jesus christ 
And that's why Mentoring Matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hearts Ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N Hearts.org.